Sweet as Honey, the podcast. Hello, honeybees. Welcome back to another episode of the Sweet as Honey podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany. This will be a quickie with Tiff episode. I hope that everybody has had a great week. You're going to be getting this episode on a Friday instead of a Wednesday. What? I would like to go ahead and set the expectation that WTF, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays, could be the days that you get the Sweetest Honey podcast. Wednesday is always my goal, but in the spirit of flexibility and honoring diminished capacity, could be Thursday, could be Friday, but we're still sticking with that goal for the 52. If I have to do every single episode of the Sweetest Honey podcast, all 52 of them alone, I will because that is the goal that I have set for myself. So I would also like to manage expectations. A may not feel up to doing every episode of the podcast, and that's okay. We're still going to honor that if that's what they do. The format of the podcast is flexible. It's not always going to be the same thing every week. It won't always be a quickie. You won't always have two hosts. You won't always have a guest. It will not necessarily follow a format necessarily. So just get used to things changing a little bit, but I'm your anchor. I'm your constant. I'll always be here. Okay. Now this must be the third time that I've tried to record this podcast episode Initially, the idea that I had was to elaborate on some things that I've recently posted to social media on Instagram. If you're not already following us on Instagram, our handle is at sweetesthoney.love. Same as our website. Easy peasy, right? So I was just hanging out in the only part of the metaverse that feels kind of safe. That's Facebook Marketplace. And then I stumbled across something kind of gross. It was like a cookie jar or a little decorative statue that a white woman posted and it said mammy jar for sale and I was like oh shit yeah that's that's still happening then it just got me to thinking about education and it got me to thinking about some of the honeybees and some people that I know on social media who might see that or hear that and not understand the very overtly racist implication of having this artifact and selling it and using the language to describe it as such. So I thought to talk about that for a little bit, but I don't think I want to. It's hard enough. I've done enough labor. If you're interested in seeing that story again, go ahead and go to sweetesthoney.love. It should be up until about maybe 6 or 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, You can also request it. It saves automatically to my archive if you would like for me to repost it or email it or send it to you. I can do that too. Um, So being black isn't any easier today than it was yesterday. (laughs) And I guess for now we can just leave it at that. But something that came from posting that on social media has just left me feeling so heartened weird right I felt so good because I've just gotten a really good indicator that I have cultivated a beautiful space online 
I got engagement from some honeybees, from some internet friends and acquaintances who have thanked me for the labor that is not my job. And I don't mind or I didn't mind doing the labor at that point in time. If you're hearing this podcast episode, when it comes out, it's going to be published on Friday. What is today's date? January 21st until Sunday, January 23rd at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. So noon Central Standard Time. If you are an ally and you have questions that like have always felt weird or you didn't really feel so comfortable asking those questions, this is the time to ask those questions. Email them to info at sweetesthoney.love. DM them to us on Instagram at sweetesthoney.love and we can have a conversation about it, Q&A style. Leave your questions, leave your anecdotes, let us know what struggles you're having and we can have a conversation about it. As long as you abide by that timeline, if I get anything at 12.01 on Sunday, we'll have to save it for another time. I won't address it. If you're not an ally and you're curious, you have questions, you're thinking, is allyship for me? This is your time to ask. If there's something you just don't understand, you want clarity on, this is your time to ask. Send us those questions. Send me those questions. Ask me those questions. And I'll do my best to answer them. I'll do my best to share my lived experience to meet your inquiry, to satisfy your hunger for knowledge and for information so that you can have tools for how you can move forward in a better way. It was also very heartening because sometimes I feel weird about other people. Other people just make me feel kind of strange. I don't know how to behave with other people. Sometimes I feel like I'm honest and it feels like too much for people. I feel like that also probably has to do with our low follower count on Instagram. Or maybe just my people have yet to find us. I've noticed not a ton, ton, ton of black people follow our Instagram account. And I think that's interesting. But sometimes people make me just feel out of place. I'm not surrounded by people that understand the way that I communicate or process information. In the online space, that's even less so, but it's easier to find those people and bring them closer to you to connect with people that kind of get you. But when we're having discourse like this, a lot of people tend to shy away from asking those questions. They tend to shy away from black people sharing what their experiences are in this world. They tend to shy away from the discomfort of having to face the ways that they might be complicit. And I understand that it can feel embarrassing. It can feel gross. So that's why I'm trying to offer the opportunity. And if you feel so inclined, reach out. I'd love to hear from you. But it felt really good because my people, they passed the vibe check. Like y'all are amazing. This was so wonderful to just be like, oh, okay, well, they, they get it. 
and they're responding and they're saying thank you and they're sharing things and being honest about, well, I've had this experience. My favorite movie had this type of content in it and I wasn't even cognizant of what I was seeing. And yet here we are together on this little path, figuring things out not sure where things are going to go, not sure how the other person is going to respond to what we share. But here we are together. I don't know. It made me feel really good. So I think that the goal, the objective, what I want to communicate, what I want to reiterate here is find your people not always that we're doing something wrong right like sometimes other people get it wrong sometimes other people just misunderstand sometimes even our weirdest behaviors our strangest quirks the things that we think make us so annoying and so foreign There is somebody else out there that has your same communication style. There is somebody that has issues processing the same stimuli that you do. There is. Your people are for sure out there. It's just a matter of finding them. So it felt really good to have such a reminder. You know, I went to bed. I posted that. I turned my phone off. I took a shower. It was close to 7 p.m. at that point in time. It was time to start transitioning, getting clean, making dinner, getting the puppy settled, hubby, uh, wubby was coming home, all that good stuff. So it was a lot going on at that time. And I woke up to like 10 messages this morning. And we've all just been having conversations about how what I shared impacted them, what it made them think, what it brought up for them. And even some people really expressing their gratitude for openness and willingness to have that discourse with them. But I really, really especially like the part where everybody acknowledged that it's not my job. They appreciate my willingness to do it and also acknowledge it's not your job to do what's mine, to do this research, to do this education. Thank you for leaving these resources here. Thank you for sharing these words. I don't know, guys, like for the first time in a while, I was like, oh, shit, is this hope? (laughs) Oh, my gosh, is this like a little silver lining in this little fucked cloud of life? And I'm going to take it as yes. If you've been here for a while, you know that I am not what you would call an optimist. You know, I tend to be more of a cynic, more of a very realistic person, but my heart. It's just so touched, y'all. That was, it was cool. Reading up on some of those things that this little mammy cookie jar brought up for me also really reaffirmed some of what I'm going through and how I've decided to structure things in my life. Now a little moment of transparency. I don't like working for other people. I really hope that where I have put all of my energy and focus to will work out to the point where I don't need to answer to anybody unless it's a client about a specific project. Because you see, going through that, we had to revisit what a mammy is, right? We had to think about the fat 
black loud woman that this caricature makes us out to be. We have to reevaluate the fact that society has told us it is our job to take care of white people, white children. Back in the day, people who were caregivers, enslaved people who were caregivers to their captors and hostage, um, hostage taker, I don't know, like I have to think about that, but people who enslaved them, it was their responsibility to take care of their children, to take care of the husbands. They were often assaulted, as we know. They were often abused, as we know, by usually both of the white people, both of the masters, the master and the wife, the master and whoever was in the house. But the mammies, these enslaved women, would even sometimes breastfeed. the children of the person who enslaved them. Sometimes they would be beaten for feeding those children from the same breast or the same side that they would nurse their own children from. Isn't that insane? It's a perfect analogy for how we move forward through this world, how we're used for what we have, but criticized for how we get it wrong. It's a perfect analogy for the way that we're viewed as long as we're being productive, as long as somebody can find something of value. That's the only way that we can be valued or prove our worth. Did we just make a connection between black people and productivity? Even outside of the lens of just manual labor, but in the lens of the way that white people view us. Food for thought. So when I think about work, I think about what I do for a living. I am a voice actor by trade. So I do this podcast. I am not paid for doing this podcast. I just do this podcast because I love it. The sound quality is a little different than what I do professionally. Um, But this podcast is fun for me. Doing voice over work is so much fun for me. It's so much fun. My favorite thing about being a creative is not having to answer to somebody about the things that I create. You can audition when somebody likes your voice, they choose you, you like the terms, you like the pay, you talk about deadlines, you talk about the process and what you want to do and you do your job and they do theirs. You check in with each other, you collaborate, but it's not somebody just screaming at you and micromanaging you most of the time. I personally won't work with anybody that yells at me (laughs) or micromanages me. It doesn't make me feel good. And there are hundreds of thousands of opportunities to lend my voice to a project. (laughs) I don't have to take anybody's shit. There was a part in my little bit of research that I did last night that shone a light on the fact that niceness has a lot to do with this mammyism. Again, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, please ask. Visit our Instagram page. I'll get you the information so that you can see what's going on and you can have those sources if you would also like to read the articles that I took excerpts from. But mammyism being born out of niceness to white people out of placating 
white people out of subservience to white people, right? Because we think about, oh, I have strong opinions about things. I'm excited about something. The example that the assistant professor had given was that she, a black woman, was with a white mentor and the mentor's work started to look eerily similar to this assistant professor's. And what that mentor said to this professor was along the lines of, well, you should just shut up and be grateful. Look at your PhD status and call it a day. But does that really excuse the fact or address the fact that they had plagiarized her work? No, it didn't. But sometimes, all the time, I will say, life is political for black people work is political for black people earning a living is inherently political for black people and for people of color but i'm not going to speak for people of color i'm going to speak as a black woman in my experience and my body in this lifetime as a black woman what that has looked like And it just made me so grateful for the opportunity to pursue something different, to pursue something where there's not probably, if not immediately, then maybe a step or two above a white man barking orders at me and he'll never be satisfied with anything I do. Eventually my intelligence will be questioned. My well-intentioned directness will be misguided and contorted into insubordination and disrespect when really I just want clarity and I don't have a problem with speaking up if something's wrong or inaccurate or needs to be changed. But society doesn't leave a lot of space for that. So this really got me to thinking about how grateful I am for this opportunity right now to be doing what I do right now. And I just thought that was nice. You know, I thought it was pretty cool. So all of that to say, what are you holding on to that you could be letting go of? What could a shift in perspective do for you right now? Where are you right now? Are you at a crossroads between, I really need to make a living and I really have to figure out how to squeeze the most out of this life because you are not alone there, my friend. It is hard. And this is like for real wild. Like I don't understand how. Okay. Y'all, I I need you to know something. I need you to know that you're doing a great job. You are for real doing a great job, girl. They have shut down the world, essentially. Shut it down. Do y'all remember when we had to like be in the house for like months? Do y'all remember that? I miss those days. I'm not going to lie to you. I miss it. I I wish that they would do it again. I think that that would be a smart move. I doubt it'll happen again because capitalism. But do y'all remember? (laughs) Do you remember? The fact that you wake up in the morning. If you go to a job or if you go to your living room to do a job or if you don't work and you need assistance, it makes no difference. If you're able to function right now, 
on the most basic of levels if your eyes will open if you are here right now it is enough it's enough It feels like realizing that your reality has been a set this entire time and all of the walls are falling down around you. Life has been happening on the inside of this cube and all of a sudden the top has opened and you see stage lights and the sides fall down and you can see the crew and other little set change pieces and the sykes and everything. It's different. This is different than anything that any of us have ever been through. And hopefully the worst that we'll ever be through. I hope that for every last one of us, I really do hope that this pandemic is the worst thing. I really do. That could ever happen. And look at you making it. Look at you showing up. Look at you podcasting. Look at you doing your best with your hygiene and take care of yourself and with your littles look at you doing a good job to be a good partner look at you doing a good job trying to heal yourself look at you going to therapy look at you remembering to take your medicine and to hydrate and to listen to your body little victories please celebrate them get you a sticker pack (laughs) put them up on the calendar if you need to but you're doing amazing because this shit is hard. This shit is wild, y'all. And it's also kind of beautiful. And I know, I know I sound a little crazy being like, oh, this is so amazing, but I don't mean it in this way that this is the most amazing thing that's happened. But we have opportunity here. See, if we're not forced to be productive we're having to slow down and think about every part of the machine instead of just being a cog in it instead of just being the crank that keeps the machine going we're able to take a step back at the machine and look and see that maybe the machine is causing people to have arthritis the machine is like severing fingers or cutting off fingernails or the machine flows really smoothly but there's this one little gear and it causes it to squeak every now and again how do we fix that how do we make it run more smoothly is this the type of machine that I want to be a part of there's a different machine I'm at the part where it's a different machine I don't think that corporate life is for me And it can't be for me until people understand how to treat me better. Think about a lot my, I think a lot about my own employment history and my history with mentors and supervisors of the past and how essentially I have definitely evolved through that. I worked since I was 14 years old. I'm 30, I've worked all of my life, (laughs) more than half of my life at this point. And I'm thinking I've evolved through that 20 year old Tiff was definitely different than 15 year old Tiff and 20 year old Tiff is definitely different from 25 year old Tiff and 28 year old Tiff was really different from 25 year old Tiff too. Between 25 and 28 a lot changed for me. I got married and switched careers and (laughs) 
moved cities and changed my sphere of influence. I changed industries and the treatment was still the same. I've changed. My environment has changed. The field has changed. My status has changed. My tax bracket has changed. But that treatment of me didn't. I treat myself really well. I love my boss now. She's rad. She's understanding of my mental health. She is compassionate and empathetic. And she understands that sometimes it helps to work during the day. And sometimes it works better to work at night. She understands my need for working a while and leaving a task and coming back to that task when it feels better. She also understands hyperfixation where sometimes I'm just working, working, working. And before I know it, it's dinner time. She values those things in me. She understands those things in me. She makes space and holds space for those parts of me. So for you, whether it be professionally in friendships and whatever place you're in at that time, it's a really great time to be evaluating. Is this what's best? How does this feel for me? Am I happy to continue this? So that's where I am. I don't need to be overly nice to white people. I don't need to subscribe to the idea of niceness to be valuable. I don't have to have metrics galore to prove my value and my craft. If you're not writing me a check. (laughs) So I'd be very curious to know what revelations you've had during this time. What positive revelations? Because it's not all negative. It might feel weird and restrictive, sure, but it's not all been negative. We've all learned something. We've either become more racist or less racist. We've become more informed or more informed about the incorrect things. Regardless, I just like to think that we're figuring out what feels the best for us, that we're evolving, that we're learning and becoming closer to being who we want to be, who we already inherently are, really. And that feels like a good note to end on. Also, you guys, I have a therapy appointment soon, and I think I probably need to be talking about some ADHD because I know sometimes y'all be like, girl, where are you going with this? I think these stay pretty concise, but if they don't stay concise, it's okay because the episodes aren't that long, right? Just like a 25 minutes to a half an hour of just me being a little bit squirrely, but there's there's a little there's a little nugget there's some little nuggets dropped in there and there's a moral in there somewhere even if you just gotta dig for it just a little but the moral is you have everything you need how are you going to utilize this time how are you going to utilize what you've learned what you've been through to make the outside match what's on the inside if you want to be a good ally How can you show up to be a good ally? If you want to be a sweet little chicken nugget and do all of the things and be there for your people, how can you do that? 
if you've been battling with what's going on with your professional life and you're just looking for some guidance, you're looking for a change, something just doesn't feel right, it's the perfect time to be analyzing those things. One day, the world will be open again. We won't have this risk of potentially killing one another with our proximity, with our spit, with our sneezes, with our coughs, whether accidentally or not, because there are situations where people are just irresponsible and they think it's funny, which it isn't. Punch them in the throat if that happens. Um, we'll we'll fundraise for you. We'll we'll do a little GoFundMe for your bail money, baby. But I just want you to know that you're worthy. Just as you are, when you wake up first thing in the morning, if you haven't showered, if you haven't cooked, if you have not done a damn productive thing since you don't remember when. We're made for more. You're made for more. And when the world is telling you to go, 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 it is a radical act of self-love and resistance. And it's anti-capitalist and anti-patriarchy to say, no, I'm going to rest. I'm going to find that time to restore and to feed the parts of my soul that need nourishing. There's the moral. We found it. (laughs) That's a good note to leave on. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend. I hope that you rest. I hope that... Whatever you decide to go in, you go about it in a safe way. Make good decisions. Think about other people. Wear your masks. Drink your water. Schedule the therapy appointment. Be still. Find stillness. Believe yourself. Hear yourself. If your body tells you to slow down, listen to it. Because you see, your body and your brain... They're connected, but some things your body just knows. Some things your body just knows. Yeah, your brain is involved, but not your brain in the way that when you think about things cognitively. Mm -mm. Your autonomic responses. Autonomic means just things that your body does automatically. You don't have to tell your body to breathe. But sometimes your body is trying to tell you that you need to sit the fuck down and you have to learn to listen to it. Follow us on Instagram at sweetesthoney.love. Email us at info at sweetesthoney.love. You can send a text message or voicemail to 205-202-0511. I'd love to hear from you. And don't forget, 123 at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you want to talk about some yucky stuff you've been feeling about race, Let's talk about it. Manage those expectations for future episodes because they're going to be different in format and content. And I'm really excited about the conversations that I have had to share with you all and the conversations that we will have. As always, if you'd like to be a guest, reach out, fill out the contact form on our website, email us, DM us send a text or a voicemail I would love to hear from you and I would love to talk to you that's it for this episode of the sweetest honey podcast 
Until next time. Bye.